Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you this afternoon. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program, helping franchisees dominate their local market. To learn more about serving your market and growing your business, go to mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the show founder and CEO with Lime Painting Mr. Nick Lopez. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. I'm excited to be here. Well, Nick, before we get too far into things, tell us about Lime Painting. How are you serving folks? Well, uh, Lime, uh, we're a uh, high-end painting company. We do residential and commercial, uh, as well as interior, exterior work. Um, But we're an emerging franchise company, and uh, the first and, and only uh, high-end uh, paint company. So how'd you get started? Uh, well, my, my journey begins back in college. Um, and uh, I was an independent college student. Um, I'm originally from Denver, Colorado. And I went to school out of state. Uh, I went to Michigan State. But I was an independent college student. Uh, which basically means I was paying my way through college. I was the guy that took out a $500 credit card um, just to get a, a plane ticket and, and get out to Michigan. Um, I actually packed a, a bag shoulder high, you know, as far as my arms could wrap around it, it all my belongings. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was off to college, but, uh, you know, I guess I, I, I didn't even have a, a sheet on my mattress my freshman year, but I, w- I wasn't even thinking about that. I was truly just on a mission. I was going to college. I think now in hindsight, I kind of reflect back on those things and kind of chuckle. But the reality was that I was, you know, I had a college in mind and I wanted to go to school out of state and I was really just doing what needed to be done to make it happen. And uh, so I, I, I grew up wrestling and uh uh, my plan as a, you know, 15 year old, as a sophomore in high school, when I was looking into colleges, my, my logic at that time was that I would uh, get a rest, wrestling scholarship and that would pay my way through college. So, um, you know, you fast forward to me getting on campus, I introduced myself to the uh, head coach of the wrestling team. And, and I, before you know it, I was a preferred walk on. But by the end of my freshman year, I was basically using you know, credit cards to pay off credit cards and a scholarship wasn't in, in the near future. Um, so I, I really was at a crossroads. Um, a lot of my identity and a lot, a lot of how I viewed myself at the time was a wrestler. Um, I also went to Michigan state because they had a good business program. Um, and so ultimately I hung up the wrestling shoes and, um, I, I needed to find a means to support my business degree. And, and so I, had heard about other college kids um, working for college paint companies like College Pro and College Works and student painters, things like that. Um, I was pretty entrepreneurial growing up, um, whether it was 
uh, you know, random network marketing or sales jobs, um, everything in between, I felt confident in my ability to uh, sell. And, and, and so I, I started a paint company. Um, I didn't feel the need to join a national company. I wanted to start my own company. And um, really, it was driven by needing to pay for my undergrad. So I started a company called Spartan College Painters. And uh, that was 2009, um, right in the middle of the Great Recession. I was in East Lansing, which is not far from Detroit. And as you guys know, the uh, a lot of the economic, you know, um, depression at that time was driven by some of the auto industry. So Detroit was hit pretty hard, and um, that was kind of the makeup of uh, my my launch to my career was you know, right in the middle of the Great Recession. And uh, so a lot of the neighborhoods that I was working in, you know, there were tons and tons of foreclosure signs. Um, but I really didn't know any different. And um, again, just like getting the credit card to get to school, kind of that one track mine, I had an objective, I was doing it. And, and so with the college um, paint company, uh, Spartan College Painters, you know, those foreclosure signs and whatnot and the economic conditions really weren't a concern to me. Um, again, I kind of just looking back and reflecting on that, those are some of the things I kind of took from that time. Do you but remember yeah, that's how I got into the business? Do you remember how you got your first client? Yeah, I sure do. Um, they actually called me. Um, I met my wife, my uh, freshman year of college and um, so at the time she was my girlfriend and I got a call from this client and they were calling to book and I could barely talk. I could, be, you know, I was so excited um, that, you know, I <laughs> uh, had to actually take the phone away from my ear because um, <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't talk. I was, I was just so excited and my girlfriend was there kind of chuckling at me. Uh, so yeah, I, re I remember that first job I booked. I had, I uh, could could barely take the call, and I think I even ran around the room when the call was over. Um, so, how did yeah, they How did they uh, hear about you? Were you putting out flyers? Like, how did they even know you existed? Yeah, I was putting out flyers. I actually had knocked on their door, um, and I, I followed up, gave them an estimate, and um, yeah, they ended up deciding to work with me. And um, yeah, the rest rest is kind of history. Now, from there, you, I guess, at the time, were you always a high-end painting uh, service, or, or was that something that evolved over time after being in the business for a bit? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have been real intentional about our niche being high-end, but initially, it was really more so the challenge and the pride that I I looked at high-end homes, you know, my, you know, the result of working and transforming these beautiful homes, it was challenging and very rewarding. So I think it was more of just a personal preference at the time and something that incidentally became a huge competitive advantage and became really a, um, a big part of why we're successful. But initially it was really out of just the challenge and, the pride I was able to take in working on high-end homes, but to answer your question, yeah, it was always, it was always high-end home. Um, but 
the logic was really, like I said, the challenge and the pride that I could take in working in those types of projects. But even though you were in a challenging financial situation, you weren't taking any job that came your way? You were holding out for just high-end opportunities? Yeah, I I, uh, I I guess I went to high-end neighborhoods. So, um, you know, being a, a company with no brand recognition at the time, you know, I was 18, 19 years old, um, I was really going out and, and building the company. And I was building it in high-end neighborhoods. Um, I, you know, I look back at my website, my business cards, they were something very generic and I mean, something that's really – a differentiator for us now is our branding and, and the level of marketing that, that we, that we have at Lime. Um, but when I was just launching, I was working on my undergrad full time and I was a Dean's List student. So I, it wasn't like I was slacking on my time put in on the books. I was heavily invested there. So I didn't really put much stock into my website or SEO or, or getting, or any way of getting clients to reach out to me. Um, because I was bootstrapping it so much and I had limited time, I was more so going out into these neighborhoods and directly introducing myself and um, gaining exposure and clients that way. Now, as a franchisor, though, the business shifts, right? Because you're no longer really painting. You're teaching other people to paint and you're teaching them how to serve clients at that higher level. Um, how did that transition occur? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's that's a that's a that's a mental shift uh, that I don't think every franchisor makes. But um, that was something I learned early on. You know, just because we have a great paint company, um, you know, franchising is a totally different business. And our and our uh, you know, instead of serving our homeowners or pro high end property owners, um, you know, we're now serving. Our, our business owners. Um, but that I really got started in, in franchising, um, about two years ago. And when I was working on my undergrad and this opportunity became more and more clear in the high end painting space, I had sought out a mentor and he had recommended a book called E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And in there, I learned about, you know, roles and system, process, duplication, quality controls, and, and scaling through franchising. Um, I think one of the biggest things I learned was working on the business, not in it. Um, and I had never really put much stock into franchising, but after talking to this mentor, I shared with him the fact that, hey, look, I'd, I've been working for these high-end homeowners. Um, initially, I was just being encouraged by them. I was being thanked for showing up on time, doing a good job, answering my phone. As an 18, 19 year old, that just was encouraging, um, kept me doing it. And, uh, you know, falling more and more love, in love with the transformation in the craft. Um, but as I got into my business degree, I started learning about competitive advantage and everything else that goes into business. Uh, and that's where I started, the dots started connecting that, you know, just because people pay for a service doesn't mean that they are going to get that service. And when I was initially meeting these clients, I was having to earn a lot of their trust um, because they'd been burned so many times. So this whole environment started just making the opportunity more and more clear that 
you know, there's there's really very minimal high-end providers in the home service space and in particular the painting space. And so I looked into high-end or high-end paint companies across the country and there weren't any. So I was telling this to this mentor and he you know ultimately recommended you know I was telling him that I wanted to to bring this this solution to more markets um because there it wasn't being done and that's why he recommended Emith revisited um by Michael Gerber um and that was about uh, 8 years ago um so from that point forward it was absolutely about franchising but I needed to finish up my undergrad and time in in college so I moved back home to Denver 6 years ago and I launched Lime Painting. And when I launched it, um, you know, it was the result of pouring in my business degree, my sales degree into this painting model with the intent to move to a market and launch the founding location. Um, the more I came home to Denver, the more it was clear that the economy was doing well and um, it was a good place to launch the business. Um, and, and so I did that six years ago. And so our first four years were about just proving out the unit economics and the model. Um, and so we grew the business um, substantially over those four years. And uh, once we had done that, it felt like there was enough validation in the model that I joined the International Franchise Association and worked on getting the uh, certified franchise executive designation, basically a lot of classes. But what I had learned from my undergrad was that I was able to launch this business, this founding location and have success because of the roles, the system, the pro the education that I had in college, my business and sales degrees, that, that was really what allowed the business to thrive. And so I valued education. And, I, and so by joining the IFA, it was absolutely about becoming more and more educated around franchising because like we said at the beginning you know um, franchising and serving franchisees is much different than the product or service that you offer um, and so I wanted to do that due diligence up front and learn as much about the franchise space as I could and the byproduct of that was that I was able to rub shoulders with a lot of who's who's whether they were other founders successful multi-unit franchisees um, and then different suppliers and vendors in the space um, that made up this IFA world. Um, and you learn a lot about pitfalls and what to do right and what not to do. But more than anything, which vendors and suppliers to start uh, surrounding myself with um, and start building that infrastructure for the franchise. And so I, I got into the IFA two years ago and um, traveled around the country for about a year. Um, taking these different classes everywhere. And then I, um, I met uh, our, um, what became our executive advisors, um, a team of four individuals. Um, I met them um, January of 2018. And uh, the four of them uh, really fit a CEO, COO, a CMO and CFO role. Um, but we met, you know, uh, weekly for all of uh, 2018, just working on infrastructure, uh, everything from learning management systems to our marketing plans to our consumer marketing, um, a franchise owner launch, and everything that goes into supporting uh, the owner. Uh, so that's 
that's that's kind of how we got started. We we awarded our first um, franchise um, in June of 2018. And then, how did you develop the kind of the persona of the what a good uh, lime franchisee would look like? Uh, develop the person. Well, um, I think really it's a complement to our model. Um, our model is unique in that. Um, because I was really intentional in my undergrad about, um, you know, the working on your business, not in it, uh, we very much have an opportunity for owner operators, but the, the model is definitely structured for scaling. Um, so a multi-unit operator, um, you know, complements our, our model very well. Um, we have a, a very sophisticated sales and operations. Uh, model at Lime. Um, but I think that also goes into play with the fact that we are a premium brand and we're not necessarily a transactional or a volume company. We're very much a quality company. And, you know, if you just look at our average um, account, you know, it's four times higher than the industry average. Uh, so as a result, we do a lot less volume. Um, but, you know, that. Uh, so I would say that our persona for a franchisee is definitely circled around somebody that, um, you know, has a, a strong aptitude for building and leading teams, um, a sales aptitude, uh, or an operations aptitude. So uh, either case, team building and being able to train and, and, and lead a team, that's, that's the um, consistent denominator. But the variable there is, uh, you know, either that sales hat or the ops hat, because you can, you know, uh, hire for the other if you don't have that skill set. So those are basically the three main <clears throat> uh, characteristics that we're looking for. Uh, somebody that has a strong aptitude in sales, operations, and then uh, team building. Now, are they typically, uh, what's their age? Are they older? Are they retired? And then that this is kind of a second act for them? Or is this somebody a young person that could say, you know what, um, Nick was in college when he was doing this, so I can do this as my career. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely say that um, somebody that is looking to scale a business, um, go deep in their market, whether that's an owner-operator or a semi-absentee owner who owns several locations in a market, um, that, that could be a, a, an individual in their 20s or an individual in their 50s. Um, the other thing that we're looking for is just the the culture and the values. Um, you know, is this individual a Lyme person? Um, because we definitely have a very unique culture, and um, you know, it's it's very much a servant-based culture, um, high-performance-based culture. Um, but whether that individual in their 20s or 50s. I think the combination of those three denominators we're looking for and, and then a good culture fit. If you're just now joining us, you're listening to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Payton, Lee Cantor here with you with the Business Radio X Network. We are visiting with the founder and CEO of Lime Painting, Mr. Nick Lopez. Nick Stone here. Uh, got a couple questions for you around the whole sales and marketing uh, aspect of, of things. First of all, from the franchisor perspective, uh, for you guys, are there certain 
vehicles um, that you are finding more effective than others in getting the word out about the opportunity, whether it's email, direct mail, pay-per-click, social? Are there some things that are working better than others for you in getting the word out about the line painting business opportunity? Yeah, I think a good combination of traditional and new age marketing, um, whether that's uh, direct mailers or publications um, or new age um, SEO or targeted banner ads or any sort of social media. Uh, for us, it's just about getting in front of the right demographic, which is the owner of a, a high-end property, whether that's uh, commercial or residential. Um, but, you know, on the residential side, we definitely do, depending on the market, we do um, more residential than commercial. On the commercial side, we're looking to do more um, projects in the scope of uh, country clubs or high-end restaurants, resorts, condominiums, not necessarily any project. But on the residential side, um, that top 30% of home values in that market. Um, and so w when you're speaking to the residential side, you know, we're, our branding is, is so important with our company and, and plays off of, you know, it complements our marketing so well. Um, but where I'm getting at is that if you can imagine a job site in a, um, you know, high-end neighborhood, we would have a, a large lime green metal sign in the yard um, you know, all of our painters in lime green t-shirts, lime green vehicles, all of our account managers in lime green polos. But this color, the, you know, the neighbors don't necessarily have to know it's lime painting. They just know that the green guys paint. <laughs> as you could imagine, as you could imagine, the, um, the neighbors are, you know, always more trusting of vendors that are in their neighborhood. Plus a, a lot of these, Neighborhoods are designed with the intent to create community. Um, so a lot of the neighbors know each other. Um, and, and so networking around job sites is a, is a great way to compound, um, your, you know, the portfolio um, and, and get the word out and, and bring more value to, to clients, ultimately earn more, more business. That's a big facet of the business is, is door-to-door -door, um, canvassing in, in networking around job sites. Now, talk about the book, Get Limed. How did that come about, and what was the thinking behind that? Well, we, we wanted to, um, you know, I had talked about our advisor team, our four advisors, but um, we, and we have a motto that, you know, franchise owners come first. And, um, you know, how are we bringing more value to franchise owners? So I think the intent behind the book was really how are we going to bring more value to uh, a potential franchise owner that's exploring our business opportunity? You know, is this an asset that they really can see themselves um, growing? And is this a home for them to build their legacy and um, that next chapter for not just them, but their family um, or their management team? And so it was really created with the intent to give more context um, behind the the business opportunity that is, uh, you know, lime painting. 
So now it, it tells the story and it gives them kind of an idea of what the culture and the brand is stands for. Yes. Now you everything s- from culture to sorry, yeah, everything from culture to values, um, and also begins to get into our marketing and and our sales approach um, and, and the way that we serve and and build our business. Now you mentioned into some of the high level parts of the business, right? The why. Um, now talk about you. You mentioned earlier about remembering your first sale of painting. Do you remember your first sale of a franchisee trusting you? Yeah, it was it was just as exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, lime lime painting of Castle Rock. Um, he he uh, was awarded that location last June, uh, June of uh, 2018. And so he he launched his business Jan 1 of 2019. And so you know now that we're in uh, tail end of October of 2019, you know he's coming up on the end of his first year uh, that you know since he launched his business. So now, what was more rewarding, that first paint job or the first franchisee? That's a good question. You know, I, I would I would definitely have to say um, awarding that that first uh, franchise. Um, you know, my, my definitely my gift, my calling uh, is is coaching and it, you know finding that vision that somebody has for themselves and coaching them to realize that vision. Um, and and so. You know, I, I I know that I'm doing what I'm called to do because as a franchisor, um, you know, I'm giving people a platform to realize whatever their vision is for themselves. And this business platform is that vehicle. And I've mastered the business. Uh, and, and so, um, you know, I'm humbled to have the opportunity to, um, you know, coach somebody through how to, um, you know, best optimize this vehicle to realize their dreams. Um, so I, I would definitely have to say that both were very exciting, but um, I am very much doing what I am supposed to be doing as a franchisor. Um, so I, I can definitely see how getting that first owner um, was, um, you know, a, a really special moment. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more about the franchise opportunity, is there a website? Uh, it's uh, limepaintingfranchise.com. Good stuff, Nick. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Absolutely. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks Thanks for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Paint, and we will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. 